You're listening to the Journey to Launch podcast, how to like your job even when you hate it and finding peace and happiness on the path to financial freedom. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 journeyers. Welcome to a special episode of the Journey to Launch podcast. It is April 2nd. So if you're listening to this in real time, it is April 2nd, which means it's Financial Literacy Month. And before we hop into the amazingness of this episode, let's hear a word from our sponsor, which by the way, I love our sponsors because people that you hear, companies that you hear sponsoring this show make this show happen. (laughs) They allow me to continue to produce free quality content for you. So, you know, listen to what they have to say, see if it's in alignment with something you need or want and check them out because they are sponsoring the Journey to Launch podcast, which means they are down for the cause. And of course, I don't accept just any sponsor. And doors to the Money Launch Club are open Doors to the Money Launch Club, my membership communities for journeyers who are just like you listening to this podcast, but want and need more help to allow them to reach their dreams, to help sustain the momentum that you are picking up, right? All the excitement and energy that you get from listening to the podcast and even applying it, what you learn to your money, to your life, keeping that going, right? Not just waiting for an episode to drop to get that momentum, but you have a place, an online community to go to every single day at the touch of a button on your phone or logging into your computer to connect with journeyers just like you, to have classes and content that will help pour into the quality of your journey. If you're looking for that community connection, resources, a little bit more of me, we do monthly group coaching in there, then your place is in the Money Launch Club. Doors are now open, but only for a short amount of time. So April 2nd, if you listen to this in real time, join us now before doors close on April 8th. Go to moneylaunchclub.com. That's moneylaunchclub.com to join us right away. In this week's episode, it will be a solo episode because I wanted to talk about something that I know is a point of contention or just, you know, grief maybe and just weighs heavily maybe on your spirit as you are starting maybe your financial independence journey or in the middle of it, maybe you're towards the end of it. But that is what happens when you are on this journey, the emotional and mental work it takes to stay committed, because this is not a sprint. This is not something that you can accomplish, you know, short in a short amount of time, unless you have a lot of money and you, or you come into money. And even, even with that, you know, you still have to understand what to do with it. And if your mindset isn't there, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you will still possibly be unhappy or find negative things in your situation. And I've gotten so many uh, questions about this. You know, a couple of people have just DM'd me um, on Instagram, which I'm on Instagram at Journey to Launch, or just like in the Money Launch Club, the membership community. Something that comes up is just like the the dread, the feeling of being on this journey for such a long time, you know, having to wait to reap the benefits, you feeling that you have to wait to reap the benefits 
of having a free life, of having more opportunities and options and enjoying yourself. And so I wanted to shed some light on how you can do that right now. Because the biggest thing about what I want to share with financial independence and your journey to financial independence is that I don't want you to wait for 10, 15, even five years, even next year. I don't want you to wait to enjoy your life because you're waiting for a certain amount of money in your investment accounts or a certain salary. Now, I know that at a certain level that matters. I know that. But the purpose of Journey to Launch is to not only help you launch to financial independence, but enjoy the journey. So I'm going to just share some insight to my story a little bit, especially if you're new to this podcast, but then also give you practical tips on how you can experience joy right from where you are. Like, I don't care where you are, whether you're in tons of debt, you're just finding out about this. I'm going to give you some tips in order for you to realize your life today. The Journey to Launch podcast is sponsored by DCU Digital Federal Credit Union. It's April, which means it's one of my favorite months, Financial Literacy Month. Financial literacy is key to understanding how to save, earn, borrow, invest, and protect your money wisely. It's also essential to developing and maintaining healthy financial habits. Once again, DCU is proud to sponsor the Ever5 Financial Literacy Bee. The Ever5 Financial Literacy Bee is a nationwide initiative for students that will run through April 15th, 2021. The Bee is made up of a four-part online course and an essay contest where students will have the opportunity to win up to $10,000 in college scholarships. Over the course of this two-week challenge, students will explore financial decision-making on four topics, the importance of savings, saving for short-term goals, budgeting for medium-term goals, and investing for long-term goals. After completing the four lessons, students are encouraged to submit a short essay to summarize what they learned and how they will apply this new information in their lives. This B is open to any U.S. or Canadian student, DCU member or non-member, ages 13 to 18 as of April 1st, 2021, who completes all five challenges in the National Financial B course. Entries must be submitted to EverFi by April 15th, 2021. For more information on the EverFi Financial Literacy Bee brought to you by DCU, please visit dcu.org slash financialb. That's dcu.org slash F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L-B-E-E. If you want the episode show notes for this episode, go to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this episode. In the show notes, you'll get the transcribed version of the conversation, the links that we mentioned, and so much more. Also, whether you are an OG journeyer or brand new to the podcast, I've created a free jumpstart guide to help you on your financial freedom journey. It includes the top episodes to listen to, stages to go through to reach financial freedom, resources, and so much more. You can go to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart to get your guide right now. Okay, let's hop into the episode. So here's the thing. When someone does find out about financial independence, you realize you are far from where you want to be, most likely, right? Where you want to be is traveling the world and where you are potentially is traveling two hours a day to work and back. And that's if the traffic gods are pleased, by the way. Don't let it be a day where your commute can, you know, just take longer than normal, which, by the way, happened to me a lot when I was commuting from Brooklyn to New Jersey when I was working full time. Where you want to be is potentially running your own business from the comfort of your home, but where you are is being run ragged by maybe a manager or boss that you just don't like, that annoys you. 
where you want to be is doing work that brings you joy or feels purposeful. And where you are is doing work that feels joyless most times and maybe is purpose deficient. You literally feel like a piece of your soul dies every time you walk into the door or in times where you have to hit join meeting for the Zoom call that could have been an email. I get it. You know, for a long time, that two hour commute was my life one way, by the way. You know, sitting in meetings, looking out the window, sometimes glancing at my coworkers, like just to see if I can like catch a glimpse of a crack in the matrix. Like, is anyone thinking like me? <laughs> Were they also secretly thinking, what are they doing here? I mean, we, if I, they gave me eye contact, let's make a run for it. Of course, no one did that. Everyone's paying attention. You know, I'm looking around, everyone's paying attention and actually like doing the work they're supposed to be doing, looking to climb the corporate ladder and gain favor with the manager or gain approval from the people in the room because, you know, they want to prove that they were smart and deserve to be there, even if they themselves didn't really enjoy it, right? Before finding out about financial independence as a viable option and starting Journey's Launch on the side, I, for the most part, accepted that my fate would be to work in a job that I didn't like so that I could make some money. My payoff would be the vacations we could take. You know, I'd just fall in line like everyone else. Don't get it wrong. I'd still gazed out the window. Uh, I wanted more for my life, even before I knew about financial independence, but it just seemed like a far off dream. I didn't realize that this was something that I could accomplish. It just felt like a pipe dream, like something you wanting to not, you know, work for anyone else. How is that going to happen? Right. It didn't feel real, but it was a nagging feeling in my heart. Then here comes this crazy idea of financial independence. You know, the idea that you can have, even through a traditional job, save and invest your money over time so that you can build up enough money in your investment accounts or via passive income streams to never have to work again. When I discovered this movement, quote unquote, when I discovered the podcast and the blogs talking about this, my mind was blown, you know, and to hear people actually doing it, right? So you, I, and you, if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, or even if you just started, I talk about financial independence. There have been people on the podcast who have actually reached it, not just on the journey like I am still, but have reached the promised land. And so you hear this and just like I heard it and I'm like, oh, so this is possible. And yeah, if you're like me and I am the kind of person that if I see someone doing something, I got, I'm just like, I can do it too. I got to figure this out. Or if you have an open mind and heart about things, you start wondering, can that be me too? So you start looking into it maybe you listen into the podcast, you make it some calculations and you're thinking, how can I do this? What changes do I have to make in the way I spend? How can I plan to earn more money to figure out how to reach financial independence? It's exciting. I was so excited when I found out about this because it was my chance to reclaim back my life. So if you're like me, or maybe this is something you're going to do, right? As you listen to this or get more information, you figure out like a timeline. You figure out how you can get to where you want to be. So when I first found out about financial independence and I got just all the data I needed, you know, the amount that I wanted to have in my account, all these things, did the calculations. We had decided it would take seven years, my husband and I, from the time we officially started the journey to reach financial independence. So to date myself a little bit, that was, we were about 33 when that happened. And I said, by 40 years old, would have a certain amount of financial independence. And I'll explain what that is. So for yourself, if you're doing your own calculations, you may say, wow, like, you know, I have to get out of debt. I have to do all these things. It can take me 15, 20 years based on the kind of life you want to live. And I talk about the levels of financial independence 
in episode 199. So I talked about like the different levels, the base expenses, no frills, like you're really living a budget life and a frugal life. Level two, base expenses plus occasional frills. Level three, base expenses plus frills and guacamole. <laughs> Level four, base expenses plus frills plus guac plus first class flights. And level five, base expenses plus frills plus guacamole and a private jet. So level five is like the ultimate. You are living that life, right? And so depending on if you want to and if you want to hear the details behind each level, listen to episode 199 of the podcast based on what you want, right? You're going to have to figure out like how much money is tied to the lifestyle you want to live. So you may decide, okay, maybe it will take me 15 years to reach a goal of base expenses and occasional frills with some guac here and there. Guacamole meaning, you know, you go to a restaurant, you can order guacamole instead of looking at the $15 price next to it and saying, I'm not doing that, right? You just order it when you want. And so you say to yourself, okay, so it could take 15 years. And if I make these changes, like I'm good to go. And you feel a little empowered because now you have a timeline in front of you. And you may even say to yourself, you know what, maybe I should go down. Like I could probably reach financial independence or my level of financial independence of a base level. Like I don't even need guacamole. You may not like your current situation so much that you're just like, I don't even need guacamole. I will just like live on a budget forever. And in that case, it could take me eight years to reach financial independence or my level of financial independence. You do those calculations or you start like doing the math in your head and you realize it's going to take some time. No matter where you are, again, unless you have like a lot of money coming to you and, you know, just income coming in, it's going to take you a while to reach these ultimate goals. For myself um, and my family, so my husband and I, when I found out about financial independence, came home and told him and he's looking at me like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I realized or we decided that we could reach a level of financial independence by age 40. And in our definition of financial independence, it was more base level for the most part. So here's how we like decided. We decided, you know, but in seven years from the time we started, we would want our mortgage paid off, our highest expense. We'd want a certain amount in our investment accounts so that we wouldn't even have to invest in them again. They can grow on autopilot. So that way, by the standard retirement age, we'd be fine. Like we'd be okay. But in the meantime, you know, I would work to find my passions and try to build up an income stream, but my husband would still work. And so by 40, we'd have the highest expense paid off. We have enough money in our investment accounts so that we'd reach Coast FI, which I talked about on episode 170 of the podcast, what Coast FI means. So literally like you don't have to invest in your account anymore. And it felt like that was the life we could achieve in seven years. And plus my husband is a teacher. So he has a very flexible like arrangement and schedule. He's off in the summer. So we thought it'd be perfect. We can still like travel with the kids. And yes, if you're new to this show, I have three kids. We have three kids. We live in New York City. So this was just a plan we created because I said, we can get to this point in seven years if we really hustle, save it and invest the majority of our money. We can do this. And then the reality kicked in. So like it may be kicking in for you because while it was exciting to first find out about this new route that we can take to live our lives, you know, that we could be free one day. I said to myself, yeah, seven years is not that far. And I didn't really come to this place of feeling kind of not hopeless, but feeling like this was just going to take too long until maybe like a year in, because it just felt like I have to do this for another six 
years, like, you know, working in this job that took a lot of time was a lot of mental and emotional energy because it was a high powered job. Also, the commute, let's not talk about the commute. The commute was two hours, one way. So one and a half to two hours, average one way driving. Do the math, that's three to four hours a day in the car. And so I said to myself, like, I have to do this for another six years, right? This is when we're kind of into it a little bit in a year. Like, I don't know if I can do this. That kind of realization was hard because it felt like it was too long. And so you may have those feelings too when you discover financial independence because you see this vision, you have this vision for your life. You know that there should be more than just going to work, you know, for the majority of your time in the day and commuting and then only having a couple hours to yourself, right? Or just a couple hours on the weekend, especially if you have other obligations like kids, you know, you know that there's more to life than this. And so you're just like, it just doesn't feel good in a way that it has to take that long. I totally get it. So how do you not waste the moments away because you're always longing for more? How do you enjoy the journey today so that it's all not for anything or not for nothing? What's, how does that saying go? <laughs> and so I wanted to share with you a couple ways that you can actually enjoy the journey now, no matter your starting point, no matter how long it takes to get to your ultimate goal of financial independence and then the smaller goals in between. Because remember, if you're starting this with debt, you're starting this with no emergency fund, really in the beginning stages, then there are going to be what I call smaller milestones that are very still much important, but can take you a long time, right? For some people getting out of debt can take years. So how do you at all enjoy this journey now that you know the light, now that you see the light, now that you have been blessed with this information? So here are just some points that I've come up with that I've used in my journey, in my life. I'm continuing to use them. And I hope that this will help you come to terms with where you are. And the first one is literally make peace with where you are. So making peace with where you are, this is the first step I want you to do. It's a, it's a literal internal move. It's a mental and mindset shift for yourself. What you resist persist. What you make the enemy, so a person or the situation, when you make something or someone the enemy, they become the enemy because that's all you see. That's all you want to see in it. Making peace with where you are is accepting that whatever it is that brought you to this point, so whatever mistakes you think you've made, whatever things you could have done differently, whatever regrets you've had to let that go, it's baggage now. It's only holding down your rocket. You know, Remember, we're all about launching here. We're in our rockets and we're launching together. So all that stuff does not help you when you hold on to what could have been. Oh, I could have, or I should have invested earlier. I shouldn't have, you know, went on that trip that I'm still paying off years later. I should have done this, should have done that. It's done. It's done already. You can't change it. And so sitting back, learning lessons from it is very important so that you don't repeat the same behaviors, but sitting back and beating yourself up over it is not going to help. All it does is drag you down. All it does is make this the, the rocket that you're on harder to launch because you have all this stuff in it that's unnecessary. So make peace with where you are. Forgive yourself for past mistakes, for things you didn't know. You, you're different now. And every day, guess what? <laughs> you still make mistakes on this journey. I still make mistakes on this journey. And it's just every day, it starts fresh. Every moment starts fresh. So that's one. It's really an internal shift, making peace with where you are, forgiving the things you didn't know so you can move forward. 
Two, diversify your happiness. So there are like maybe varying things that make you happy. Maybe you don't even know what makes you happy because you've just stopped focusing on joy. I want you to figure out what makes you happy. What are the things that you do when you do them? You lose sense of time. You smile till your cheeks hurt. You forget about all the other stuff and obligations you have to do. Like you literally feel joy doing these things. And I want you to diversify them in three areas, meaning pick them out and then diversify them in ways that are different in cost, effort, and availability. So what do I mean by that? So things that can bring you joy can be as simple as listening to music, right? Listening to music. Or if you're like me, like stealing your kids' gummies, uh, taking their gummy packs and eating it, like that makes me happy. Reading a book, like really simple um, things that don't really involve a lot of effort and or cost. Technically, they could be free. Then you could think about things that maybe have a little bit more effort into it. So it's not like, you you know, it's just like not, not a flip of your phone <laughs> or going into the pantry to, you know, steal that gummy. It's more about, and why am I saying stealing? People, grownups, you know what? It's my gummy. I pay for it. It's, I'm not stealing. <laughs> but the second one is going for a walk or run, biking, going out with friends. Like these, this takes a little bit more effort, right? It's not going to your pantry. It's not like, you know, scrolling and looking at an online movie right? Or as simple as picking up a book. This may take a little bit more effort for you. And it can still also be low cost because, you know, going for a walk or run or biking, if you already have a bike, is a low cost activity. Going out with friends technically could be low cost if you guys are doing budget friendly things together. And in the grand scale of things, you have to decide what is low cost and high cost for you. Because a $40 meal is high cost for someone else and low cost for the next person. So it's literally going to be what's on your spectrum. Things that may be more effort, more cost and less availability like that you, can, you can't you can do often are things like maybe traveling, right? If you have kids, you have a schedule that you it doesn't allow you to just travel and take off when you want. And it costs, maybe you're not doing it in a budget friendly way for the most part would be something that you can put on your list if you know that traveling makes you happy. A staycation even, right? Buying your favorite candle. Um, you know, that can be expensive or not depending on what you like. But essentially, I want you to make a list of all the things that bring you joy. Nothing is too little. Nothing is too big, especially if these are things you've already experienced. And then you can even, things that you probably forgot you loved, Write them down to really go back to your childhood. It could be coloring. You know, they have adult coloring books. And again, biking. I used to love biking when I was younger. And so I got a bike recently so I can do that. So I just want you to write down all the things you enjoy because what we're going to do now is diversify them. I want you to categorize them based on cost, effort, and availability. And so if something is low cost, you know, you're going to put them in buckets. So when you're in those moments of feeling despair or unhappiness, Depending on where you are, like if you're at work, you can't just get up potentially and, you know, go biking. (laughs) But if you're looking to pick from your low effort and high availability bucket, then it would be something like a treat that you enjoy to eat or listening to music in your your, your ear, right? Because when we're in those moments of feeling unhappy, we sometimes don't even remember the joy because we're such in that place. So if you already have this list together, you, all you have to do is remember to go to the list. You remember to go to the list. You even see these words of the things that make you happy and then you can choose from them. And for example, if you're you know, on the weekends and you're home and you finally get a break from you know your job, 
you can go to that list if you're feeling some type of way, maybe on a Sunday for a lot of people, it's like feeling like they, oh, I gotta go back to work and they feel this moment, these moments. Okay, so what from your list based on your availability, you know, how much time you have to do it and how available it is to you based on the effort that you wanna give in that moment and cost, what can you do right now? So a list of your happiness, joy that you're writing, but you are categorizing in these ways. Three, practice sustained gratification. So I recently was was playing around with a concept called sustained gratification. So for the most part, you've probably heard about delayed gratification, which is pretty important. Um, you know, I think as you know, humans, we have to learn how to delay our gratifications for the most part, or we won't survive. You know, like everything can't be instant because then we will put ourselves in danger by going up after just what feels good in the moment. And this is highly, highly talked about in personal finance because a lot of things that we talk about are far off goals, right? Like, so, you know, paying off debt, depending on the amount, reaching financial independence, you're looking at it as a long-term goal that you have. So what do you have to give up now? You have to delay gratification now to experience that. I think a better way to look at this is sustained gratification. So how can you in the moment, find ways to have pleasure immediately and sustainably over time while still obtaining value in a long lasting reward in the long term, right? And so I talked about diversifying your happiness above. And so it is literally taking those things and putting it in your budget, putting it in your life, your spending plan. Now, if you're budgeting for certain things, so if you say to yourself, you know what, I have a goal of buying a house. And if I go, Strict delayed gratification. I cut out all everything. Maybe I can do this in two, three years. If I take a more sustained approach, meaning I'm still budgeting for going out to eat and a trip here and there, it may take me a year longer, four years, right? You decide based on how intense you want your journey to be, how accelerated you want it to be, because you may decide that, you know what, while buying that house is important, so is enjoying and doing these things that bring me joy, right? And so it's one of the things that, you know, I did in terms of, and I'm still doing, my journey to financial independence is no longer one that is accelerated based on, you know, budgeting and, or I should say spending, meaning we still spend money. We still got to eat. I still budget for things that I want to do. When this pandemic is over, I plan on taking trips. Okay. And so, yes, if we didn't do any of those things, if we lived on, you know, a strict, strict budget where our line items for things were very like minuscule, we would reach our goals of financial independence sooner. But I'm not really concerned about the pace at which we reach financial independence. I'm more concerned about the quality, our life quality as a family, you know, for my husband, it's not just me on this journey and my kids. I want, I want them to do things. I want them to be in extracurricular activities. I want them to take trips and experience Disney World and do all these things. And I don't always want to budget and be, you know, staying at the cheapest place. I want to fly first class. So these are things that I am accounting for in my budget that we are planning for. And we understand it may take longer, but that's okay. I rather the sustained gratification approach in some areas of my life versus completely cutting things out. And so you just have to decide what are you willing to give up? in order to feel good now. And then what happens is as you are making these decisions, you know, you are comparing the now to the then, 
you're able to pull back. So you might say, okay, you know what? I am budgeting for going out to eat with friends because that's important. And you may realize, oh, wow, like I do enjoy this, but I think we need to find a cheaper way to do this because if I do it differently this way, I can reach my goal of paying off debt or buying that house six months earlier. And you may feel like it's worth it to cut back in that area, right? From this level, from this area of understanding what works for you, what you're willing to give up, you are in such a place of power. So understanding what sustained gratification is, understanding what you're willing to give up in terms of speed so that you can make room for the things on your happiness list, even if they cost a little bit more money. Number four, recruit some friends to join you on this journey. So hopefully in real life, there is someone in your life you can come to with this idea and they don't laugh at you and tell you that you're ridiculous. They look at you like, wait, what is this? I can do this with you. Let's do it. I mean, it's so amazing when there's someone in your real life that this can work with. And if you want that to happen and you don't have that yet, send them the Journey to Launch podcast. (laughs) Um, I often find people send each each other the podcast and they say, my friend sent it to me and, you know, I've been listening and now I kind of get it. So that's a good way, you know, send them blogs, but also your online communities, following accounts that talk about this stuff. And, you know, there are different types of personalities in the personal finance space, in the financial independence space. You don't have to resonate with everyone. You know, not everyone's going to resonate with my style, but there are so many different people that you can connect to virtually, right? Um, I call it like one-sided a little bit because if you're like just following someone and that's different than like if you are in a community where you're able to connect and talk with other people who are doing what you're doing, maybe at different levels and starting points which by the way, is why I started the Money Launch Club, um, which doors are open now, depending on when you're listening, um, until April 8th, because I wanted a space where people could really connect with each other. And I'll tell you this, we have members in our community, like they're legit friends now, like they see each other, they do accountability calls, you know, every week. Before the pandemic, we had um, someone who was flying out to Japan and we had a Money Launch Club member in Japan and they were able to meet in person. Like I'm telling you, like, Community and feeling that you're not alone is important. It's so important because this can be a lonely journey because of the length of time. And it's a very emotional one. And so when you can come and feel vulnerable, give advice, get advice for where you are on the smallest to biggest things, I'm telling you it's a game changer. So finding communities, having friends with you on this journey is important. Again, if you want to join us before doors close, go to moneylaunchclub.com. Number five, learn to like your job even if you hate it. I'll say that again. Learn to like your job even if you hate it. Remember, I talked about number one being make peace with where you are. It's your job right now. So your job right now may be something you don't like doing. But if you start to hate it, it will hate you back because all you'll see is the negative stuff. So what do you love about it? Or what do you like about it? Let's not push it too far with love, okay? But what do you like about it? And I had to do this, you know, before I ended up quitting my job a couple years ago to do Journey to Launch full time, I had to really see the good and the amazingness in what my job did for me. And so I want you to think about how has your job benefited you? In my case, I would not have been able to buy my property at 22 years old without my job. You know, I would not have been able to make the financial purchases and experiences that I've had in my early 20s, throughout my 20s, before I quit my job. There's no way. The learning experience of being in a corporate environment, I can't tell you how that's helped me as an entrepreneur. You know, I just go about and view things differently that 
my corporate background has allowed me and developed in me, right? These skill sets of being in meetings and communication and follow-up emails, which are soft skills that you don't think are important. But I'm telling you, I know for a fact that Journey's Launch is where it is because of my corporate background, because I know how to, you know, connect and handle things in more corporate settings with, you know, even sponsors or people or brands that I'm working with. Going back to the point, your job allowing you to do things or it allowed me to do a lot of things. Your job is your current investor. So look at it that way, especially if you are working on things on the side, you know, maybe you're starting a business on the side, your current paycheck can be your investor to the goals and dreams that you have. If you work at a job that gives you a, you know, a match to a 401k, that's giving you money to help grow your investment portfolio. Even if you're taking some money, putting it to the side to put into your business, I can't tell you as a full-time entrepreneur, especially the first year where Journey to Launch was not making much or any, any money at all, how you know I thought back to when I was receiving checks like every other week and how good that felt. And so if you're in a position now where you have a job and you are getting consistent checks, that is a blessing. You know, there's so many people who don't have consistent income. And so to be able to rely for the most part, I'm saying quote unquote, because we all know that being able to rely on anything in terms of someone else and a company right now could be dodgy, but this is sustainable income for the most part that you can use to fund your dreams. That's a big deal. And even if you're not, you know, trying to be an entrepreneur, you just want to be, you do want a corporate career. Maybe it's not the one you want right now, or it's not the position. It's funding your light bill. It's funding your, you know, you being able to watch your favorite shows. It is an investor in you. So I want you to also write that list out of the things that you appreciate about your job, of the people you like at your job. There has to be one person that you enjoy talking to or is pleasant, right? Focus on them, not the people who annoy you or doing too much. Really focus on what is giving you joy in those moments while you're at work. Find projects you can work on that are more challenging or exciting and that stretch you, that allow you to develop your skill sets that you can then use not only at your job, but maybe in the next position or in your side hustle. And again, just reflect and think about what your job has allowed you to do. So learn to like your job, even if you hate it, because listen, there are so many people right now who want a job. And the last one I'll leave you with is number six, uncover and discover your purpose now. Uncover and discover your purpose now. I know in, you know, it might be something in your head that you're like, well, when I, when I reach financial independence, that's when I'll focus on being happy and finding my purpose. No, 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 no. We're not going to wait. We're going to find our purpose today. If you don't know it already, if there's not something you know that you really want to do. And by the way, I do believe we can have multiple purposes. It's not just one. I do believe your purpose can change over time. Your priorities can change and that's okay. But I need you to find things right now. In addition to just like the joy that you may just do just to do, but like your purpose, what can you do or that? So when you talk about you want to quit your job and start your own business, what is that business? Is there a way that you can start that now? And it more than likely won't be to the same level as you're working full time that you can do something on the side, but you can start something. And the good thing about it is if you are financially secure, meaning you have most of your finances in order, you can try different things, right? So you can say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to try for a year to do this one thing. I'm going to try for a year 
to work on this side hustle idea. And if it doesn't work, I'll move on. And your job can allow you to fail because it's not that you're depending on this side hustle for your income. So doing that, I can't tell you how beneficial it is to figure out what that looks like now. So that way, by the time you get to your goals, like, and you will, like you will get to the goals that you're setting for yourself and financial independence. By the time you get there, you have an idea, you know what you want to do. And so for me, that happened with Journey to Launch. You know, at first I didn't know that Journey to Launch would be the thing that would allow me to quit my job or propelled me to quit my job. But I had this love of listening to podcasts. So again, my job, even though the commute was horrible, it gave me a lot of time to listen to podcasts. So that was one of the things I loved about it. I used to wake up excited to drive sometimes because of all the podcasts that I can listen to and learn from, which by the way, helped me when it came to starting Journey to Launch podcast because I knew exactly what I wanted to produce, what was missing in the space, which I do believe it helps me stand out today. So you have to, like I did at least, what I think is important, figure out what to do on the side to help make the time not just pass because we just we don't want the time to pass while you're on this journey just to get to the end goal, but to enjoy it so that you're prepared for the next level and step. And for me, Journey to Launch was that. I started Journey to Launch as a blog. You may have heard this story before. It was first a blog then morphed into a podcast. Then upon having my third child, I realized, oop, I can't do all this. I can't do the children, the job, the podcast, and be sane. I have Something has to go, right? And so I ended up quitting my job to do Journey to Launch full time. But because I leaned into something I was interested in, financial independence, blogging, and then podcasting, it allowed me to find more time freedom today because I quit my job. Now, of course, there's a lot more that went into that. I had to financially prepare to do this. You know, it it has not necessarily been easy, but it's allowed me to live a life that I thought I wouldn't be able to live until I was, I had a million dollars of cash in the bank. And so uncovering and discovering your purpose, you don't know where that will lead. And then don't get frustrated if, you know, what you thought would happen is not happening fast enough. If that side hustle or the purpose that you want to now turn into your side hustle, which by the way, you know, not everything that is your passion or purpose should be turned into a side hustle. I do believe some things should be kept separate because oftentimes we think, oh, I'm like, I love doing this. I can make money from it. And then when you attach money as the outcome to your passion, it takes away the love for it. So it's not to say you can't merge the two, because I do believe if you're able to make money from your passion, you crack the code. But don't always assume that you have to, the two have to merge. Sometimes your purpose or passion is not to make a million dollars from it. It's just to provide you that outlet to feel good and happy and fulfilled in the world. Okay, so I hope that helped uh, with you if you are feeling really just uneasy or lost on the journey in terms of emotionally of how long it's going to take you and you're trying to figure out, well, how do I enjoy it? I hope these tips resonated with you. If you're following me on Instagram at Journey to Launch, tell me if any of these tips resonated with you. Tell me which ones you're going to do or think through more. I'm just going to recap them really quickly. There were six ways in terms of enjoying the journey now. One is make peace with where you are. Two is diversify your happiness. Make a list of it by cost, effort, and availability draw from that list when you can. Three, practice sustained gratification. So understanding the difference between delayed gratification and sustained gratification. Four, recruit some friends, join communities that you feel supported in on this journey. 
Five, learn to like your job even if you hate it. And six, uncover and discover your purpose right now. So I hope that helped. Remember, doors to the Launch Club are now open, but only for a limited time. Remember, that's the membership community for journeyers just like you who want more from their journey. They don't want to just listen to the podcast. They want to go deeper. We have expert speakers that come in and teach different classes. We have so many classes in our vault already that you can come right in and watch and learn from. Things like building your credit, paying off debt, budgeting, side hustle, all the things. Also, you get a community app. It's on your phone or on your desktop that you can log in, connect with other journeyers. There are accountability groups. There are subgroups where we're talking about side hustles, all the things. I mean, it's the community where you want to be if you're serious about and you need support on this journey to financial independence. So join us now before doors close, moneylaunchclub.com. Don't forget, you can get the episode show notes for this episode by going to journeytolaunch.com or click the description of wherever you're listening to this. And you can still grab your jumpstart guide for free to help you on your journey to financial freedom by going to journeytolaunch.com slash jumpstart. If you want to support me and the podcast and love the free content and information that you get here, here are four ways that you can support me and the show. One, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts, that purple app on your phone, your Android device, YouTube, Spotify, wherever it is that you happen to listen, just subscribe so you are not missing an episode. And if you're happening to listen to this in Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe there. I appreciate and read every single review. Number two, follow me on my social media accounts. I'm at Journey to Launch on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I love, love, love interacting with journeyers there. Three, support and check out the sponsors of this show if you hear something that interests you. Sponsors are the main ways we keep the podcast lights on here. So show them some love for supporting your girl. Four, and last but not least, share this episode, this podcast with a friend or family member or coworker so that we can spread the message of Journey to Launch. All right, that's it. Until next week, keep on journeying, journeyers. <laughs>